Welcome to Filled with His Love. You know, April conference was such a powerful moment for my wife and me. And one talk that I've been thinking a lot about since the conference is Elder Christofferson's talk entitled One in Christ. So in many ways, it is an extension of President Nelson's talk on becoming peacemakers by eliminating contention. Both of these talks can help us see what needs to happen for us to become a Zion people. Here's the, here's the excerpt from Elder Christofferson's talk that I believe could help us see our relationships in a whole new light. Here's what he said, quote, Unity with our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ grows as we heed the second commandment, inextricably connected to the first, to love others as ourselves. And I suppose an even more perfect unity would obtain among us if we followed the Savior's higher and holier expression of this second commandment, to love one another not only as we love ourselves, but as He loved us. Mm. End quote. This is, this is a powerful message in a very short few sentences. When he encouraged us to follow the Savior's higher and holier expression of the second great commandment, he was referring to the well-known verse in John 15. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Now, you along with me, we, we've all sung this song, love one another, right? But have we ever really thought about love one another as I have loved you, love as God loves? He's saying, Elder Christopherson is saying that loving others as we love ourselves is important, but if we take it to the next level, we will love others as God loves them. Everyone, regardless of age, gender, race, disability, ethnic origin, you name it, literally everyone, because we know that God loves all his children. Here's the question. Is it really possible for us to love as God loves? This can sound like an almost impossible leap. But that is what the Savior asked us to do, and he wouldn't have asked us to do it if it were not possible. C.S. Lewis, the British writer and lay theologian, once said, quote, It is a serious thing to live in a society of possible gods and goddesses, to remember that the dullest, most uninteresting person you can talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be strongly tempted to worship. There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. End quote. Everyone we meet or befriend or come to love, everyone is an eternal being with the potential to become like God. Mormon teaches us how to become like God in two short verses, Moroni 7, 47 and 48. He teaches us that it can all be boiled down into one simple yet all-encompassing word, charity. To understand this word, I have been looking at another word that we often don't associate with charity, but one that helps me see more clearly what Moroni was saying and how his prophetic statement fits with the insight that C.S. Lewis gave to us. The word is adore, A-D-O-R-E, adore. This word occurs in all Latin-based languages, 
In English, we often use it now in common conversation to mean love. Oh, I adore that wedding ring, meaning I love that wedding ring. But the root meaning of the word in all languages is to worship. To worship God is akin to loving God. So back to the C.S. Lewis quote. If we see God's children as he sees them, we will see them as immortal, eternal beings. We will admire in them traits that we would like to acquire, traits that we adore. The adoration would grow so great that one day, when they are exalted, we would have feelings of worship toward them. Moroni is teaching that the only way to become like God is to be filled with his love, to love as he loves. This means that we come to adore him, to worship him, but it also means that we come to love his children as he loves them, to see them as eternal beings, to envision them in their exalted state. The temple is one place we can practice this kind of love for God and his children. In the temple, we do not focus on human frailties or weaknesses. We receive blessings and ordinances as patrons and pronounce blessings and perform ordinances as temple workers that redirect our thoughts to the eternal nature of exalted beings. In the temple, no one is a mere mortal. All are aiming toward exaltation. The more we can see each other as eternal beings capable of exaltation, the easier it is to overlook temporary moral weaknesses, the easier it is to love one another as God loves us. And as this capacity for pure love grows inside us, the more we become like Him. Here are three ways to increase our capacity to love others, to love as God loves. Number one, we need to look for the good. It's easy to focus on another's weaknesses. Maybe they do things that annoy us, or that offend us, or that make us angry in some way. This makes it hard to love them as God loves them, so why not look for the good instead of noticing the weaknesses all the time? This applies to parents, siblings, friends, everyone. We can train ourselves to look for the good rather than focusing on someone's shortcomings. It takes commitment and practice, but it's possible. And it will help us to love as God loves. He knows our true potential. One principle the prophets teach repeatedly in the Book of Mormon is that no matter how bad we've been, regardless of past sins, the Lord's arms are always outstretched, beckoning us to come back to Him, to come home to Him, to return to Him, to be like Him. We need to look for the good. Number two, be a builder. God is constantly trying to build us up, to help us feel needed, capable, and lovable. We need to do that kind of thing with everyone else, every day, every, with everyone we know. I'm not talking about complimenting someone for no reason at all or for some trivial matter. I'm talking about genuine, heartfelt praise for a characteristic or action that we admire in another person. If we look for the good in others, we should not keep it a secret. We should let them know how much we value them as family members or friends. Number three, see as God sees. 
When we look for the good in others and help them see in themselves the good things that we see, we are beginning to see as God sees. He sees us, obviously, as immortal and eternal beings. But we often see each other as mere mortals with all of the shortcomings and weaknesses of mere mortals. But every mere mortal, as C.S. Lewis explained, really said there are, there's no such thing as a mere mortal because we are all becoming like God. We are all here to become exalted. This is the whole purpose of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to help us reach our full potential. And we all play a part in each other's learning and growth toward that goal. So I hope you will try along with me, because this is something I need to work on, like all of us, to look for the good, to be a builder, and to see others as God sees them. Those three things. Always look for the good, be a builder, and see others as God sees them. I am convinced that the more we do these three things, the more we will increase our capacity to love as God loves. The more we do this, the more I believe we will be responding to Elder Christofferson's call to not only love our neighbor as ourselves, but to love others as God loves them. There's no question that learning to love as God loves is one of the most challenging things we face in our mortal journey here on earth. But we can do it if we stay close to Him, because He will help us, He will magnify us, He will help us look for the good, He will help us be a builder, and He will help us see as He sees His children. This could change so many things in our culture, in our families, in our friendships. So I hope that you will join me in practicing this as much as we can, and I look forward to seeing you next time.